Welcome back. We're in part two of a two-part mini-series about Mibbies. The Mibbies. Here comes the copyright. Uh, so we're talking about Men in Black part two here. We got going more. more into stories about the strangeness surrounding them. Yeah, I was just like this close to making a, a really bad... Yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> so obviously... We've got Jason here. Let's cut that out. <laughs> and we've also got... Wait, 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 no, hold on, start over. I'm going to do the big Waluigi noise so that you can edit around it, okay? Wait, I want to say conspiracy. What? Okay, we can do that. Because we don't do that enough. That's true. I feel like that's the whole reason why we made this, that, that the title. <laughs> all right, well, you can, you can start off and bring us into this next part. Should we all say it at the same time? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... I'll say on... one, two, three, conspiracy what? Okay, all right, all right. One, two, three... Conspiracy what? I'm Jason. I'm Hi. here now. Right. I'm Allie. That's and Allie. And that's Cameron. That's Cameron. Um, it welcome is. Welcome back to the Men in Black saga we've got going on here. Part two. Part this two. is the one where the pug dresses up in the suit. Yeah. Forgot all about the pug. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I think actually. everyone did. In the, actually, in the I think second the writers movie. of the third oh one my God, forgot no, about him about. too. Yeah, because yeah. the pug was the talking pug was in the first Men in Black, but everyone loved him so much they brought him back for like ten minutes. So he's in a suit and everything. Yeah. Yes. And then they didn't use him. Yeah, that's because it was only for like what ten minutes. Yeah, and then they made Men in Black uh, International. Didn't. Well, see no. It. First they made three. In fact, I don't think anyone. Remember they saw made it. three? No, they didn't. They did. Yeah, they did. No, they did. No, I know. Okay, I, I actually like, liked Men in Black Three. <laughs> I own I it because I, I enjoyed it. There's a unicorn in it, and it's done beautifully. All right, so last episode we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> we told you a little bit about what these what these beings look like. You know, they're, they're real creepy, and yeah. they usually show up in like threes. They come in little groups. They're wearing black suits, white shirts, and you know, black hats and yeah. sunglasses and. Um, they usually have like fake faces and white skin. And yes, we went over all the yeah. details of how they look. Yep, I'm just I reminding you. Don't them. think we need to go just over all refresher. that again. Just a refresher. Just a refresher. Just in case they're joining in on just this episode, and I don't know why they would be. Yeah, listen to episode but, one, you scrubs. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of people saw The Dark Knight without seeing Batman Begins. Okay, well, don't do that here. That was a mistake. Batman Begins is the superior film. Okay. Okay. Also, so, but also, this is called Men in Black Part 2. Is Not it? a totally different title. Unless I call it something else. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we went over Bender and Woofer, our favorite it's little Barker. Barker. Uh, it's a gray area. <laughs> our favorite Ugh. little Papa McDogger. <laughs> we if talked about we talked about doll. We talked about uh, We talked about Roll Doll. Yeah. And we talked about Mothman a little bit again. A little bit. You can't get rid of that cutie. And we the talked a little bit about cutie. Star Wars. Uh so, going into this next section here, that is great radio. Really, the page turner no, I'm trying is to, truly I'm just, trying to find my notes, and I can't find where I put Maybe you shouldn't have them. closed the book. Maybe I shouldn't have. I, well, cause I, I, got, I didn't put them like, at like, the end of, like... <laughs> I didn't put them like, at the end of the book like a normal person. I just like found a random blank page in the middle of my notebook and just started uh, you know, writing it there. But Same. I found it now and we're fine. Okay, let's so go. you could stop harassing me, sir. So going sir. into sir? a segment. <laughs> stop harassing me, sir. Of this next story that I want to call the lock and Mibby stalking. So 
you probably know about the Loch Ness Monster. This now, is one of my favorite stories. You it's may so not know about the Loch Ness Monster is that it's not a physical being, right? Maybe. What? Possibly. Now, there is a young boy, just a young man named Aleister Crowley. He's actually like 50 or 60 at the time. Uh, Aleister what? Crowley. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought he was younger. No. Well, I mean, at certain some points, sure he was. Because well, you have to year? pass through his 20s to get to the 50s. Well, what year was this? Uh, this was in 19... Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Aleister Crowley... No, this, <laughs> wait, wait, this wait. was a little bit after the 1900s began. Uh, Aleister Crowley went to the Loch Ness to do a bunch of weird sexual hoodoo like he always did. 1973. This was not 1973. Aleister Crowley was dead. Oh, the, uh, the Crowley part. Never mind. Uh, so, Aleister Crowley... Went to Loch Ness after the 1900s, uh, shortly into the 1900s, and he was doing... We'll, we'll do a whole episode on him at some point, I know. Uh, he, for those of you who don't know, was very much into sexual magic. He was very chaos much magic. about... Chaos magic is not sexual magic, so no. Oh. Not just... No, it's not. Chaos magic is completely different. Sorry. He was very much into sexual rituals <laughs> and, like, gay sexual rituals. Orgies. <laughs> Good? Just just sexual magic. Yeah, it's that thing Prince had on stage. Oh, Every oh, damn show. God damn. damn. <laughs> right. You know right. what? Right. You know what? You convinced me. Now it's I understand. Real. We know where it comes from. But it was really created by uh. Mr. Crowley. Really, he's like the definition of sexual magic. Yeah, so he was a big old weirdo. He, he was. He locked himself in an oxygen tent for 50 days and 50 nights to achieve what he believed were sexual powers. He also, is that real? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm sure but it he is. He did spend a night in a pyramid once searching just, for ancient gods. Just crackling with sexual energy. Yeah, yes. that's him. He looks like, if you guys have ever seen Breaking Bad, he looks like the, uh, what's the cop's name? Don't drag anything up. What is the cop's name? Uh, no, I'm not looking it up. I'm just, yeah, I don't, it's been too long. I don't remember. I don't know. I haven't seen is it. Is it Harold? No. You're talking about like the main. Yeah. So if you guy. guys have ever seen it, uh, the main character's brother-in-law, he looks. Alistair Crowley looks almost exactly like him. It's really huh. weird. Uh, but anyway, he went to Loch Ness. He was summoning up some demons and all wait, kinds wait, of stuff. Wait. He didn't just go to Loch Ness. He apparently bought a house. That's what on I was going to say. He was summoning up demons and stuff, and he was staying there for a period of time, like a longer period of time. Doing some cleansing spells. Mm, he didn't really do cleansing yeah, spells. Yeah, he he did. summoned demons. It's in there. He summoned demons. No, he cleansed the area so he could summon demons. <laughs> uh, but while he was there, he apparently Important. killed a butcher because he had a receipt from the butcher where he bought some meat from. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a fun story. He has... No, let's he, just go in the Loch Ness part. No, no, no. This is an interesting part because this has to do with Aleister Crowley. He, this is all the chaos that he did while he was there. He accidentally killed a butcher because he wrote a bunch of demon names on the back of the receipt he got from the butcher and then the butcher <laughs> died from cutting his thumb open and Crowley was what? like I killed him <laughs> <laughs> he was that like was just, whoops sorry that about me. that I did that all me now I the never... cops no one convicted him because you can't really i never seen anyone go oh no yeah that was totally me I totally killed him that's why I want to do a whole episode on Aleister Crowley or maybe a two parter because huh. oh is he interesting uh, what a character but <laughs> Uh, so what some people think is that during the time he was there, he might have accidentally created the demon entity that is the Loch Ness Monster. Some people think it's an evil entity and that it's there to attack people. Now like, let's say I, something. I know that's not true because have you ever seen 
that movie that came out like a couple years ago where it's like the kid finds the little Loch Ness monster and he takes care of it. Oh god. You remember that? You know Detective what I'm Pikachu? About. No. This is a real movie. Oh. It, so it was Detective Pikachu. So was Detective Pikachu. <laughs> no, it came out. It had it, it was like a little kid and like he found like a CG tiny Loch Ness monster yeah, and keep no, it in I the bathtub. It. Was it CG in the story or was it CG in yes. the Yes. Story. <laughs> Some animator runs by. That's my monster. That's my monster. I worked overnight and like I worked fifty hours a day working on that, and I ended up getting fired because being an animator in Hollywood fucking sucks. You know, yeah. you make a joke, but that's the sad life of animators. I'm not making a joke. No, that's really not a joke. It's really that's not a joke. Disney pay your animators. Did you, guys, uh, did you guys know that the studio that put all in that that put in all that work to fix Sonic got fucking fired like a week after? What? I heard there was a bunch of turmoil. No, yeah, no, they turned, they shut Aww. down the entire studio. They also made The Lion King, the new one, which I know... They like, should is, have been fired for that. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, I, I guess the movie's bad, but that's like the actual work. animation work was... Yeah. Terrible. Impressive. Anyway. <laughs> it looks uh, like so, it was done by Pixar so, in the 90s. So the Loch Ness Monster uh, uh, is a supernatural being that was summoned by Aleister Crowley himself. Some people thought. Um, yes, no, but that's my favorite, and that's my new favorite conspiracy about the Loch Ness Monster. It's pretty good. Pretty it good. Seems legit. Yeah, I buy it. So yeah, like that's bullshit, but I believe it. No, it's amazing. So like, <laughs> didn't there was something with exorcisms, right? And they had like a person exercising, or I forget what it was. Continue. So, uh, Reverend Doctor Donald Omand, uh, yeah. he whose name is so close to Omen, it hurts. Uh, he believed very, very wholly in the fact that Aleister Crowley had summoned this goddamn demon right so he in 1973 now we go back into 1973 yes, that's right uh, he with the help of a frederick william holiday who didn't necessarily believe in this he was just along for the ride he was investigating uh loch ness he used to investigate all kinds of different stuff but he was investigating nessie uh so he went along for the ride with our reverend here but the reverend decided to perform an exorcism on the lake to fully get rid of the demon now they performed i think about five yeah there was more than one for sure there were there were five i think in total uh which is funny to me because i just think of a five point star which is not how i would think you would do an exorcism as a reverend yeah Yeah. uh but they did they literally did five which i imagine is a five point star and then they did one in the middle of the lake after that so they do one in the middle of the lake and uh frederick william holiday says that he's just sitting there they've been putting holy water on their foreheads every single time uh, and he's sitting there just expecting this giant creature to just like jump out of the lake. He's like, I'm terrified that something like that will happen. And then Dr. Omand, our reverend, said, Grant that by the power entrusted to thy unworthy servant, this highland lock and the land adjoining it may be delivered from all evil spirits. And then nothing happened. But Frederick William Holiday did keep investigating the lock. Um, so yeah, he was there pretty often. Right? The lock. Yeah, the, the lock, the lake, which for, for people that don't know, lock does just, it just means like. Can you smell what the lock is cooking? Conspiracies. I feel like that's really how they would say the word lake in that accent. Lock? That's probably, yeah. What is <laughs> that? That's Scottish, right? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I think. Uh, Bring lock. <laughs> so they I get that set down to the lock there. So they did the holy water exorcism. Nothing happened. Oman leaves. Uh, Holiday stays around. He keeps investigating. And this is where it kind of gets interesting in terms of what we're talking about this episode. 
Holiday says he was walking along the edge of the lake one day, or he's walking kind of on a hill above it, and he looks down directly to the shore, and he sees someone standing there, and he said, that's not odd. You always see people standing there. People are admiring the lake, but he said what was weird about it is, first of all, the person was dressed in all black. He said that didn't immediately startle him. What startled him was the guy was looking directly at him. So he, he was wasn't. Like, he had his back turned to the lake. Right. He wasn't even looking at the lake. He was only right, looking but he at was standing the guy. on yeah. the shore of the lake, and he was just staring at him intently. Then we go past this point. We go to a year later. Was it a whole year later? Yes, I think it was a whole year. It was no, it was a whole year later. Yeah. Holiday gets a heart attack. And he claims that he had just recently walked by the spot. He had still been investigating the lock, even though it was kind of like this omen that he probably shouldn't be investigating the lock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he blames that on the I man read it was like he had the heart attack on the spot where like the man in black was standing. At least the, at least the version of it that I read from Redfern uh, says that it was like a year later. Um, well, yeah, like a year later, but like on the spot where the... The guy, the man in black was standing. He said he had walked by the spot that the men in black had been standing. I think it's better to say that it happened on the same spot. It is better to make things up, but we're not Bender and Barker. We don't do that here. This is a conspiracy podcast. Uh, We can do what we want. Need I I remind you what the name of this podcast is? Conspiracy. What? That gives us full reign to make up whatever we Where's your journalistic integrity? It's right here. Yep, that's that's legit. You're gonna lose your page. See? It's lost. But this one is, you know, I mean, wait, wait, oh, hold, fuck, I did lose hold, my page. Hold. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. Hold this sound. is great. Found it. Found All right, it. Continue. This is one of those stories where, like, when you first hear it, like you heard the version where, like, he like gets the heart attack very quickly. <laughs> the Men in Black encounter. That no, wasn't kind really of quickly. It was still a year later. Yeah. It was just on the same spot where the guy was standing. No, he had walked by the same spot. So this is obviously a little bit of paranoia. I will say, again, this is one of those things where, like, there's a truth in every story at some point. And I do think, for one, he was involved in an exorcism. We do know that of an attempted uh, exorcism where he does say, uh, in Holiday's defense, he does say he was inclined to try to not laugh because of how ridiculous <laughs> it was. They're exercising a lake. It's well, like my favorite story. And if you yeah, know anything about uh, Nessie, most people right now believe that Nessie is completely... Like, if they believe in Nessie, they believe that she is, like, docile and that there's more than one. You're not talking about a Nessie. You're talking about Nessies, and they just live really deep. Nessie? Nessie? Nessie. Yeah. The hit film. That's it. (laughs) I mean, Loch Ness is very deep. It's extremely deep. That being said, I think we should really do a Loch Ness episode and really really go in. We're going to go do a Loch Ness episode. Yeah. That will be... That'll be a fun for one. For sure. That's Stay one. tuned for that. There, I will say, because we're about to leave the Loch Ness thing, because that's pretty much all there is to the story. I just find it fun. Uh, but <laughs> the Loch Ness whole mythos, people think it's very simple. They're like, oh, it's Nessie. We hear about it all the time. It's overdone, blah, blah, blah. Right? I was on a podcast once where we talked about it a little bit, and um, one of my co-hosts was saying that it was just kind of overdone and annoying at that point. There is a lot more to Loch Ness and to that monster story than it sounds like, including other monster sightings at nearby lakes. So, and apparently exorcisms and Aleister Crowley. <laughs> while Nessie is, has become like this mascot, there is strange activity in that area, and I would love to get into that in another episode. And we will. All right. Yeah. It's the Bermuda Triangle, but in Scotland. And not hey. a triangle. It's more like And a, also not in Bermuda. It's more like a... It's more like a Loch Ness. A Loch Ness monster. Triangle. Quadra something. Tetrahedron. Tetrahedron. 
Hedrin. 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 You ever played? Whiskey. You ever played Tetris? You know Tetris, that, like, you, you know that four thing where it's like three on the bottom, there's one on the top, it's like right in the middle. Boom, Tetris for Jeff. It's like that, but it's like that, but cursed. I have I have one a really small story. Yes. But I think it was, it's fun just because it. it's uh Speak it. I'm speaking it. Oh, don't you worry. Alright. So there, there's this guy who was like talking about American folklore in the nineteen eighties, uh late eighties, like eighty seven. Okay. And he was talking about the men in black, and he was talking about this one tale involving the man with a pseudonym, Michael Elliott. Okay. So one afternoon, Elliott was in, in university, just looking up UFO stuff, like in the library. Like, like, he wasn't even like, he was just looking up UFO stuff, like I'm sure you do at work. Yes. Oh yeah, I did that at work all day today. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, just, you know, just looking at books or whatever, you know. Uh, and suddenly... Uh, and without warning, a thin, dark-featured man approached him, speaking in a slight accent. Papa. Oh, he asked Elliot what he was reading about, and Elliot was like, "Oh yeah, just reading about you know flying saucers and stuff." Like you hey, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's be Michael Elliot. Uh, I don't really care. I don't care too much. I just I think it's neat. I think it's fascinating. So Neato. I look And and the stranger shouted, apparently, quote. Flying saucers are the most important fact of the century, and you're not interested? And then he stood up as if mechanically lifted, according to the story, and said, go well in your purpose, and then walked away. <laughs> so there's a good phrase for weird things that they say. Yeah. So and then a year or two after the article, uh, the man who was telling the story uh, confessed that he was Michael Elliott. What? I don't know what? why he come so up he with a pseudonym. He just told like a story about himself and then said, no, yeah, that was me though. Yeah. That's that's very much it, like when you find like a book written by uh, like a pen name from Stephen King and then on the back it's like also written by this author and it's like Stephen King's books. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't know why. Uh, the, 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 the writer was Peter Ro- Oof, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher this. Rajkowitz? Rajkowitz. R-O-J-C-E-W-I-C-Z. Oh. Rajkowitz. Very European. Very. All right. So like... <laughs> Either European or like a beat cop. <laughs> so, you know, one of those. Give me your gun and badge. <laughs> Give me your gun and badge, Rajkowitz. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> so like, is that the whole story? Yeah, that's literally it. Okay. Yeah, I heard, it's very short, like I mentioned earlier. I think I heard another short version of that. But, like, there was a... I don't know. Maybe it was a different one in a library. Where, like, kind of the same thing. This guy's just, like, reading UFO stuff for fun, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, whatever. And the... Like, this, the creepy little figure, the man in black, appears in front of him at the table. And he's, like, questioning him about it. And he does the same thing where he's like... Oh, you don't care? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah, and then... <laughs> and then he becomes Waluigi, and it's a whole other story. <laughs> he becomes Waluigi, and he's like, Why won't they let me in Smash? <laughs> so the man in black appears in front of him. Okay, but then after that whole story that you just told, okay, yeah, uh-huh. apparently it continues a little further, and the guy that was like reading about UFOs I didn't get his name. What was his name again? Michael something? Oh, uh, Michael Elliott. Yeah, Michael Elliott. Um, I guess he, like, got up to do something, and then the entire library was empty 
for like an like a solid like 45 minutes or something ridiculous and he got really creeped out and he started to like he went back to his table and started to pack up to leave and then all of a sudden everybody was back and so it was like this theory that he got sent into some other dimension or something mm. which we can go into later because i did Twilight see Zone. a theory where like the men in black are interdimensional or whatever oh wow yeah so i just i just wanted to add that little bit on the end mm. i didn't know they were interdimensional didn't yeah i, I didn't read a lot about that but i did see what the men in black being interdimensional, interdimensional? yeah mm. yeah you might as well change that eye to interdimensional like men internet interdimensional <laughs> Men Some teen in a horror movie screams. Not the chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, for the uh, the men they interdimensional. A ton of the stories that pop up say that they are interdimensional, including even Bender. Even Bender talked about them being interdimensional because they often appear in bright like strobes of light which is that idea that they're traveling from somewhere else huh. uh and that's why they're able to disappear and appear so easily there was one guy who talked about uh he got a phone call he was investigating some other case about a ufo and he got a phone call <laughs> the guy said hey i was just wondering if you're investigating this case you know like i was also wondering if you could investigate something for me and he says, okay, even though this guy had had multiple break-ins into his home recently. Uh, and he's like, weirdly enough, says, okay. He says, he then hangs up the phone. He says, come over right now and we'll talk about it. Hangs up the phone, goes turn on his porch light. And there's the guy right there in his driveway. And, and then Q Creepy this um, was, this description was in the 70s. of Men in Black. Exactly. This he was, was in the tall 70s too. and thin and had a coat. And white skin and a scary face. But he appeared in a bright, like, spark of light. And then he told the guy, you shouldn't be investigating this anymore. He yep. came into the home when As he story had goes. this conversation. But apparently the guy's dog was with him. So we have another witness. Another dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Plus, wait a minute. We're, 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 I don't think we, I think we found another link here. Do dogs show up in every Men in Black story? Are dogs behind the Men in Black? Dogs are, are dogs men in, black. men in Black. Was yes. Gray Barker... Just I, I, I Bender's dog. He, he was just a dog. He was just, he was just a woofer. He was just a little woofer. He was a little woofer really But no, so the dog apparently was terrified. Went to go hide in a closet, as dogs do from the men in black. Uh, but this guy threatened this researcher to the point that uh, that he became so terrified, he literally threw away all evidence he had of the UFOs and all interviews he had done with this other person that he had been investigating with. And he completely dropped it investigating UFOs for the rest of his life. Huh. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's kind of a common theme, though, is pretty much every story that I read was like, oh, I was investigating UFOs, and then this, these scary-looking men in black suits came and told me not to, so I burned it all. Oh, really? I didn't hear a lot of people destroying evidence. Well, all I hear is that people... I've got, like, four yeah, or five stories. Spooked. I think, um, I don't know if it was Dahl or if it was another, someone we were talking about earlier, where they had... They claimed to have pictures of the UFOs they were seeing. Then after the Men in Black showed up, their pictures were mysteriously fogged up and looked all... Oh, yeah, I read about that same story. Was that Doll? Was that Um, someone else? No, I don't think it was Doll. Yeah. I don't remember who that was. So part of the thing here, the reason why we're not always remembering names, is first of all, I've read through through probably at least like 
80 different men in black stories at this point now including i watched like two documentaries both that had yeah, different we're just stories giving you, we're just giving you the nice highlights these are slight overviews not everybody's name is super important not always uh the details are there uh but yeah i mean you see that a lot you do see that people show up and that evidence can be destroyed mm-hmm. but mostly what i see is just that the men in black show up they say don't talk about this blah 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 blah, blah. the person gives us the information and talks about it uh but that's pretty much it yeah yeah. Cool. Who wants to talk about our beloved Ghostbuster? Dan Aykroyd. Bill Murray. Yes, both. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. We all know he's a little, he's a little bit of a nut. Actually, may, some people might not know that. There, I actually know. I mean, it seems like a lot of people don't know that. If you oh, don't just know, how crazy he is. He is truly, truly, truly outrageous. Truly into the whole idea of like aliens and supernatural you guys, entities. You guys want to know? Yeah, there's one really good clip of him on Larry King. <laughs> on the Larry, Larry King Live talked about how like, I don't think aliens will ever visit us not after 9-11 <laughs> but he claims it's that he's seen it's impossible that. wait yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> you guys you guys want to know I'm really bad notoriously bad at remembering actors names um, so in order to remember that this is the guy from Ghostbusters uh, what I wrote in my notes was Dan Aykroyd the actor from Ghostbusters with the vodka Actually, that's another thing. Yeah, you want to yeah, see yeah. how crazy he is? Go watch a like an 18 minute video he has on uh, his Crystal Skull yeah, vodka. Yeah, Good. Yeah. It was diffused a million God. times through diamonds. Yeah. He's not selling you vodka. He's selling you a story. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Me that and just... my colleagues have discovered this Crystal Skull in the the, 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 the Central America. Uh, what was it? Central America or something? Yeah. 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 I will say. We are going to do an episode eventually. We're going to talk about Dan Aykroyd for a minute here because that is something she wants to bring up. But it's pretty we short. will do an episode <laughs> on Dan Aykroyd because I know we want to. And when we do, we will be drinking Crystal Skull vodka. Exactly. Bobcat. We oh, will yeah. be drinking Crystal Skull yes. vodka. And there's, a place, there's a place I know that has it. So oh. Perfect. I don't know how expensive it is. but oh, We can ship in. It'd be we'll worth it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So apparently- or if you have some, send it to us. <laughs> so this guy's a total weirdo. He believes in a lot of supernatural, paranormal, UFO, aliens, I love anything him. really. Um, uh, oh, can I see my, my that one quote I was telling you? Yeah. So he was on an interview asking like like sometimes people ask me if I show Ghostbusters to my kids and what I say to them and I have to tell them they ask me are ghosts real and I have to tell them the truth that yes they're real and I've seen them. And this is the world you live in now. Like, yeah, not, I don't think the last part's. I think I've made up the last part. But, <laughs> but he, he did better. like. Yeah, he's just. He's always been. He's yeah. always been kind of a weirdo. Wasn't the? I, did I hear somewhere that the original Ghostbusters script was like 500 pages long? What? I've heard that the original Ghostbusters script was way too long. Way too long. Yeah, right. and it was wait, like because he's crazy. Because Dan Aykroyd's crazy. It was like inundated it. with the most ridiculous conspiracy garbage. Yeah, because he was taking it super seriously. Hey, film kids, remind me, how long is a page supposed to be? A, a minute. A minute. A minute. So that's five hundred minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was Holy or, shit. Or pretty it was short. Like th- or it was like three hundred. <laughs> Or something ridiculous. That's it was something absurd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did make two movies, so. Wow. Okay, yeah. So anyway, he's a total weirdo. And I guess <laughs> and at one point. Him. Yes, we do. He is our best friend. Sweet little cinnamon bun. Never change. So um, apparently he tried to pitch a show to sci-fi um, called The Out There TV Show. And it was pretty much just about him. And his experiences with UFOs and weird stuff. And it was supposed to be like the hard truth, right? (laughs) 
And so they, they had filmed a couple episodes, whatever. I heard a couple of things, and one Britney Spears was involved, and one she wasn't. I don't know. But anyway, I guess during filming, he went outside to take a break, and a, a black vehicle pulled up, and a spooky man in black appeared. Oh, wow. A producer? Yes. From across the street. Now, funny thing, as we continue this, um, he goes back in after seeing this into the studio, and suddenly, I guess within a couple of hours, he's told that the show is canceled uh, <laughs> with no explanation. They're not allowed to do any more episodes, and they're not allowed to air any of the episodes that they have already um, that they had already recorded. Right. Huh. So apparently, it's like super weird because he saw the Man in Black, and then it was canceled. You know, and that's I mean that's pretty much all I found. Hmm. So short story. Probably drinking too many Crystal Skull vodkas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like something more like he was trying to justify the fact that his precious show was canceled. So he's like, <laughs> "The Men in Black." No, guys, I swear, I swear to you, this is true. The Men in Black appeared on my set, and they told them no. They told us no. They didn't want the hard truth getting out. I feel like yeah, not after nine eleven. I feel like that's him just talking to like the producer, but it turns out it was the producer on set, and it's not actually him talking to the producer. It's him talking to himself in a mirror. No, I was mentioning that that's what he's telling his, his children. <laughs> like, Dad, we talked about... His children are definitely just dolls in fake chairs. That's did creepy. I ever talk, did I ever tell you about the time I saw that going through my work one time? You saw you what? Saw Dan Aykroyd with dolls and fake chairs? No, I saw a lady pushing around like this big um, like stroller that was meant to carry. It was supposed to be one of those, you know, those strollers that carry two kids. Yeah. It's really big, but she had like, I want to say like a dozen dolls, like in the chair. I'm what? not joking. This isn't a joke. This isn't like a Jason bit. I'm serious. I think you can tell in my voice that I saw this for no, real. I can't. I'm he, it, out. he, it, she was pushing pushing a stroller. Uh, and it had like either eight or a dozen like dolls, like all dressed up, just like perfectly sat in like like upwards, like in this stroller. Uh. And she was just pushing it around. She was talking to them, like going, "Oh, that looks cool, doesn't it?" <laughs> like she like she had this like weird like just just like uncomfortably friendly face on. And she was pushing around these. I first saw them. They were like realistic looking dolls uh. to the point where it's like I was a couple aisles away. And I saw them, I thought, like, okay, maybe, like, that, like there was, like, two kids and they had a bunch of dolls or something. But no, they were all dolls. And now I think about it, I think maybe some of the dolls had dolls. Like, that's why I thought there were so many. Because, like, the do- there would be the kid dolls, right? And then they have, like, tinier, smaller ones right next to them. Holy shit. It was weird, dude. That's the really scariest weird. story on this. You series. should have walked up. And talked only to the dolls and been like, "Where's your mommy?" And like looked around past her and been like, "I don't see <laughs> well, I, her." I don't want. I don't want to. <laughs> don't engage. <laughs> yeah, don't engage. Always engage. I couldn't. I didn't want to get fired. That was the most captivating thing. <laughs> they'll like. She'll like. I'll go up to her and like do something like that, and then they'll be like, "What are you talking about? I'm just pushing around a bunch of dolls. Leave me alone, weirdo. I'm gonna get you fired." And it turns out she's a Karen the whole time. Karen. Of course, I don't she want is. that to happen. Crazy Karen. She goes from a she goes from a psychopath to a Karen. Even worse. Did you see the Men in Black after? Uh, Did they tell you not to say anything? Not that I know of. No. All right. Sorry, that was a quick tangent, but no, it was a great tangent. No, I mean that's a creepy story. That's weird. So yeah, that's a really what even what even brought us there? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
something oh, about... Oh, me saying Dan Aykroyd doesn't have two kids. Just, oh, talking dolls. to dolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Wait, what else we got? So let's go into the... I want to go into a few of the other stories, but these ones involve evidence. So yes. there are specifically really important... Two important photos that are both considered evidence for the men in black. Now, the photos themselves are not super interesting. Say one. They're, I, I'll say, though, that really any photo, if you just show someone a random photo of a man in a black suit, like, it's not going to be super interesting. And that's kind of what this myth is based on. You know, like, that's the idea is they look normal from, like, afar or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, we have two photos. The first one is from a story um, of a woman named Mary Robertson. Uh, she had been staying at home more recently because she had like lost her job or something like that. Her husband was always away. And she said that over time, staying at home, she started looking outside over the course of four days. She was looking outside and every day, standing in the same spot, was a man dressed the exact same way with a black hat, sunglasses, black suit, and he was smoking. And he was just standing there and she said he was just staring at her window. I mean, that just sounds like everybody that wears a black suit. You just kind of wear a black suit every day. The problem, though, is four days in a row he's standing in the exact same spot. And I mean, he's yeah, that's out. a creepy part. Now, there's but... more that goes into this. But the important thing here is she kept telling her friends over the course of, the, of these few days. She was telling her friends, there is someone here. She was getting super paranoid, super anxious. Uh, she was someone, I should say, who was super into Ouija boards. Very hmm. much into aliens and the supernatural. Uh so she was into all this kind of stuff. So she was worried that someone was watching her because of her interests. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be me. Now, here's the interesting thing. Her friends, they have a day off. She doesn't know about this, uh, the two guys that she's been talking to. So they decide to go down. They say, we're going to drive exactly where she says she's been seeing. We're not going to tell her we're going down there because they want to actually take a look themselves. So they go with the camera. They're driving. And then suddenly they see exactly what she's talking about. There is a man standing there smoking he's just staring outward and he's dressed in all black he really is uh and there's a photo of it they said they said they like immediately they said they were sitting in traffic they like just pulled out the camera and they got a photo uh and then after that day he was not he was never there again he never showed up again it was literally for only those days now one of the men in the car the driver he is not as stitious as the guy who took the photo uh who's not even a little stitious he's not stitious what he he actually offers a pretty interesting explanation so beckley was like we've got it we've got this guy in camera like she's not crazy and it's true she's not crazy he was there there was a guy there there's proof of it maybe he just lived there well he never appeared again that's the weird thing is why was he there for four days and then suddenly never there again right after they took the photo right now what he one guy says is that there's a good chance he thinks that there was probably a gang operating there, some type of thing where he was supposed to be a lookout. That's what the driver said, and that what he thinks is the guy noticed them take the photo, and so he never came back. So they probably moved the operation mm-hmm. because that's his whole point is he's a lookout. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be checking to make sure no one's spying or investigating them. So he would immediately report and they would leave. Now I think that's a pretty good explanation. Regardless, though, that is. Just because you can explain something logically like that doesn't mean that is the answer mm-hmm. any more than they're actually being a man in like really black, black standing black. there. It could have really been like the men in black. If we really want to go into it, the men in black are real. That is great evidence. You have someone who's stalked by them, just being stared at consistently. She's all alone when it happens. Often they are whenever the men in black show up. And then 
as soon as someone notices him and notices him from a place where he's not going to notice immediately even if they take a photo because they're driving by and then he'll see it. But in that instance... I have a question. What? What year was this? Uh, I don't remember the year. This was in the 70s, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, I think I remember hearing it was in the 70s. Yeah, this was in the mm-hmm. 70s. Um, but it's it's a really interesting case to me just because the photo itself, it just looks like a guy standing there on the street corner. But when you really go into the it story... It barely even looks like that. He's like leaning against a wall, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's really... Like you can it's, even barely, barely it's very, see it. It's, it's very like you can simple. kind of see the edge of his top hat and like the corner <laughs> of his coat and you're like, oh yeah, But the men in black, black are secretive. And if you are going to barely catch them off guard and you're going to catch them in a photo... That's now, true. here's the problem for me, though. The photo's well known to exist. Yes. No men in black came to them to talk to them about it. I know. Wouldn't you now think that they'd be the like, problem. hey, uh, don't post that photo. <laughs> so even beyond the easy explanation of, like, this was a guy that was a lookout or something like that. Or, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was just this dude who stopped there to smoke because it was on the walk to work every day. I mean, yeah. it could be anything. And he was just looking at, like, oh, that's a nice building. Yeah. Or maybe because she had lost her job, Mary Robertson had been noticing more around her every single day. And again, like this guy is just standing there and then someone drives by to take a photo. He gets creeped out by the spot. I mean, like it could be anything. Maybe he did that for months. Maybe he had done it for years. And then just that one thing turned him off to that situation. I'd be creeped out if someone just kind of drove by in a car Mm -hmm. and just was like trying to take a photo of me. was just like staring at me intently. Like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd be creeped out by that. But that is one of the main pieces of evidence of the Men in Black. And, again, unlike the other... So we, we've had multiple episodes of this. And unlike those other episodes like where we haven't really had any real... We've had witness testimony, which happens a lot in these type of cases. This is real Almost photographic evidence yeah. of a story. Cases. Yeah. That's or at least it's a story built around a photo. It's one of the two. But regardless, it's something more than we've had with other cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we... We want to talk about the... Um, the hotel. Yeah, there's another example of I forget like the setup as to why they're even there, or I don't or, even know if I, I I didn't remember even reading anything about it. Or if or if like the footage itself is the only story about it, but there's actual footage you can look it up of these two tall lanky dudes in all black. I think one of them's carrying a suitcase or something. I was trying to bring up the actual video earlier, but the the my phone wouldn't let me. Uh, and they, they, there's two of them and they walk in, they look almost exactly the same, exact same coats and hat and... They're like the exact same height too. Yeah, which is the weirdest part. Just like how identical they look to each other. They just walk into the entrance to a, ho- of a hotel. That's it. You mean like the Blues Brothers? Kind of like the Blues Brothers, only much creepier. Yeah, but they're like, if you look at the video, there's like a bellboy or something that comes through the doors... And they're like towering over him. Yeah. I mean, they're like, they look huge. It could just be the angle of the camera. But apparently this was in Niagara Falls. Oh, is that where it was? Yeah, in 2008. Huh. And it was a hotel. It was like a real touristy spot. Mm. And um, something happened. I guess the staff like supposedly saw a UFO. And so, you know, the usual MO, they come and tell them to shut up about it. And, but like the weird thing is this is like at a hotel while these people are at work, which is weird because usually they come to your house, right? Yeah. And so they just like walk in, in full view of these cameras. And it's like the first time anybody's ever gotten supposed men in black on camera. Oh, it's thinking about it. Unless this is the video. Oh, Oh, there it goes. Yeah. We're watching the video now. It's just as we described. Yeah. It's pretty short. We'll try and find it and put it up on the Facebook page too. Uh, Yeah. 
But like apparently. As we roll the two pictures, yeah. So okay, and considering that these aren't Men in Black, it's still weird. Because <laughs> like, you saw they really look weird. exactly the same. They're wearing weird, like I mean, not not exactly. I don't, like I, it's hard to tell because it's so low definition. This is also two thousand eight. By the yeah, way. they could just be performers, though. I mean, like they could just be like yeah, musicians be, for all yeah. I know. Well, there's a theory that it's total hoax because it's a super touristy spot by Niagara Falls, and so they could were just trying to like, you, you know, that yeah. the hotel is trying to fabricate Dude, this. So oh my they get god, more people. guys, it's crazy. We also had the Men in Black here, and they asked us questions. But the funny thing was, apparently, they went into the hotel according to the staff. But they like these two men don't show up anywhere on any other cameras. Yeah, because I was gonna say there's no footage of them even leaving. Yeah, that's it's the only the, clip. It's just the one where they walk in. Mm-hmm. I mean, hotels aren't really known for having a ton of security cameras, to be fair. Most of them don't even have security cameras down their own hallways. Yeah. So, But I mean, not even this one camera that caught them walking in. There's no footage of them going yeah, out. Yeah, but I mean, if you go down a hallway and walk out one of the exit doors... I, I mean, guess that's true. That's there's, true. There's but there's tons of it. Yeah. In a hotel, there's tons of exits. That's, I mean, that's like... But there's a video, which is more than other conspiracies have had so far. Yeah. Or That's there's basically a, the, the yeah the, the or there's a video of them walking out and again they were just performers that had just come back from something and they changed and yeah. noticed them walking you know what, Cameron, out. Cameron, stop debunking this. I'm not debunking. I'm just saying that there are like legitimate explanations. I do think it sure. looks creepy. We'll also, it up because it it does look creepy. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy or maybe it is just the definition. But I don't think those suits they're wearing even fit them. They look really big. Did they seem really big on? They're them? wearing an overcoat. Yeah. Yeah. If so you maybe, look at it again, they're wearing an overcoat. So like, yeah. yeah, maybe they were dressing up for something or other, yeah. and so they had they just grabbed like a random uh, large overcoat that doesn't even fit them very well. I wonder if there's just like two guys out there that like went out one day and they were like, "Yeah, we look really nice in these." Wow, you know, well, twins like, day, oh my god, twins, twins the men in black. Know, we should treat ourselves, man. We never treat ourselves. We never buy ourselves anything nice. Treat yourself, two thousand eight. Then they walk outside and they're like, "Oh man, it's kind of bright out. You want to go get those sunglasses?" Yeah, yeah. We don't have any sunglasses. We brought no sunglasses. You know what? Let's wear a fedora. Falls. That's in now. Yeah, Ladies man. love that. I'm all into the fedoras, <laughs> man. Two thousand eight, white collar. 2000 and late. Matt Bomber. We made that joke last popular. time. I know we did. Yeah, stop recycling jokes. <laughs> You're not saving the planet by doing that. I'm saving the podcast. No, I think you're hurting it. I think I'm saving it. <laughs> I think I'm saving it. Uh, Everyone, post on Twitter, post on Facebook, and at, ask, at, tell Cameron that I'm saving the podcast by... Jason saves the podcast 2020. Hashtag keep conspiracy what great... So those Again. are the two out of three stories of evidence <laughs> for the Men in Black. There right, is right down, one more. Uh, this so, is the worst one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? This is the most fun one, right? Uh, it's the least believable. There is a man. No, I believe it, actually. I believe a lot of this part. And we're going to talk about why. Continue. There is a man named Alan Greenfield. Okay? Now, he is a MIB researcher. Mib enthusiast. Mib enthusiast. A Mibernacci. Mibologist. A mibologist. Maybe Mib. We're just repeating what he's saying. <laughs> Mibi, Mibi, Mibber, Mibber. Mibberu. He studies Mibs, yeah. right? Uh, these adorable little dudes in suits. Uh, so he's, he's observed UFOs for a long time. He's observed Mibs. Now, the important thing about him is he had an encounter with a Mib, but. He says that he doesn't often talk about it 
unless it's brought up in a conversation by someone else because he doesn't like the fact that he had an encounter. He tries to stay to a, a detached point where he just wants to be a historian and an investigator. He doesn't want to become attached to anything that he's seen because he doesn't want his own like experiences to you know like dilute any of his own stories which the problem here is the story kind of does that same thing uh but he was at a new fuck convention which is my favorite thing to say convention what is that well it's technically i said (laughs) convention twice there uh so the new fuck meeting uh is the national ufo convention oh uh new fuck uh okay yeah but I accidentally said uh, National UFO Convention Convention. But whatever. It's like DC Comics. Detective Comics Comics. Uh, so he was at a meeting and he was with a whole bunch of people. And he had noticed that day that there was someone weird kind of following them around. Uh, he was wearing like all black. And he kind of was just staying away from it. And he was like, he was like, I don't think anyone else is seeing this. But there's no way they're not. They all went to go get lunch together. They sat down at the restaurant. He said this man walks in just kind of stares from afar. And then finally Greenfield says that he stands up, Greenfield does, from the table and he kind of like lurches forward a little bit and he's like, why are you following us? And he says the man robotically kind of just like turns around towards the door and then just leaves and he begins to walk away. Well, Greenfield said that if he's going to have an encounter, he didn't want to be like every single other person who has an encounter and has no proof. So he grabs a camera which he assures people is very much intended for things like this, where like you can take a quick photo. Mm. He's been ready to have some type of encounter. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so he confronts the guy on the street, and he yells at him to get his attention. Uh, and as soon as the guy turns around, he snaps a quick photo, like as quickly as possible. Uh, and we have a very close-up photo of this man, who, by the way, not wearing a black hat, very much wearing a white fedora. Yeah, he's wearing like a tan so coat weird. too, isn't no, he? No, it looks like a black. I mean, it's black uh-huh. and white. It's hard to tell, but it looks like it's he's wearing a black suit. Now, what Greenfield says is that this was a really weird encounter because suddenly out there on the street, and you can see it in the picture, there's no one else around them all of a sudden. So that part is kind of weird. He said that like in the middle of this busy day, there's cars parked everywhere. But there's no one in the background of that photo, and there's just this one dude. And then he like basically is asking the Mib again, like, "What's going on? Like, why are you following us?" And this is where it gets spicy. Quoted. <laughs> quoted. The Mib says in response, I am a man in, a man in black in training. What? <laughs> That's a quote. Really? I am a man in black in training. Really? <laughs> wow. What a silly goose. Wow. Well, I did not Which see that one. Which is the silliest quote. <laughs> I feel like you'd fail your training if you admitted you're a yeah, man right? in black in training. Where, like, where was our them. robotic voice say that in a, in a... I am a man in black in training. Yeah, exactly. And then the man turns around. He turns into an alleyway. Greenfield says the guy was like two seconds ahead of him. Greenfield follows him, turns. Guy's gone. Woo! I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. <laughs> so see, this just brings me to this imagination of like this guy's like playing with him. And then he's like, I'm caught. I'm caught. I don't know where to go. He like turns into an alley, hides behind a trash can. Like yeah. that's... <laughs> And then Greenfield's like, no, the, the, he's men, gone. the men in black in training line like sounds like a joke. I am a man in black in, in training. training. What kind of 
anything says that. Someone who knows about Men in Black is like, oh, I need an excuse. Or maybe the Men in Black are aliens and that was just, he really wasn't training and he was just he was trying a, his hardest. He was hardest. a big old that new world he's like, He's like, English, 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 English. I am a Man in Black in training. <laughs> I am a Man in Black in training. <laughs> Inhaler in the alleyway disappears in a mm-hmm. thing of light. But Cool. Cool story, bro. Uh, but yeah, he, he vanished within a few seconds, but the photograph remains, right? Um, it's a but really it, dumb photograph. But again... Yeah, it's a, he looks like a goober. But he it works like with the story. Goober. It does work with the story. He surprises the guy with the photograph, but what doesn't yeah. work with the story is the men in black supposedly mess with all this di- like all these different electronics. And again, why is the photo fine? Yeah, why right. is it normal? Well, why did no one Jason, come to talk to him? Jason, you said a story earlier where you like mentioned how like the photos got foggy or whatever. Like, why didn't they do that to these? Oh yeah. I, mm. Well, and like, I, and I forgot to mention this earlier. <laughs> Conspiracy. Uh, I forgot to mention yeah. the Mary Robertson thing. One of the things that was freaking her out it actually does kind of make the story a little bit creepier. She wasn't just being stared at by this guy, right? She said that she was getting random phone calls and there was just silence on the other end, oh, right? Yeah, that seems oh, and that, that, again. that there was static yeah. and there were bleeps and bloops. So the men in black are very much known to mess with electronics consistently they mess with electronics and like you said they blur out photos all this kind of stuff it's just you know i wonder i wonder in this case of the video in the case of the picture in the case of the other picture why don't they do something about it they'll do something about a man catching a what looks like cake pan blurry across a photo they'll be like you can't show that to anyone but you get a direct picture of a man in black in training's face in training. In and training. what? He just walks away in the alleyway? I know. I am yeah. a man in black in training. I read that line like four times. Because I was like, <laughs> that is the most ridiculously stupid thing I've ever read in my life. So yeah, they control all t- different types of electronics. Um, and that is one of the weird things about them. It's one of the harder to explain things is that is a phenomenon that consistently appears. It could just be people worried. It could be people a little too anxious. I mean, we have people that are like you know they're struggling with like being an agoraphobic possibly with bender or like mary robertson who's just alone all the time and starting to get a little nervous about that fact uh because she's never really been in that situation i I also i think people see what they want to see yeah or just like they believe what they want to believe sometimes and if they for, for whatever reason you know some some little things off in their brain or they feel like the world's against them they start feeling paranoid then everyone's gonna start looking like a men in black Everyone's going to start looking like an alien out to get you. And sometimes weird things just kind of happen. Like, I mean, especially with cell phones, even now, like, what was it? Like six or seven years ago, I had the weirdest thing happen with a phone call where like you get spam calls all the time, right? You ever had a phone call from yourself? (laughs) It popped up on my caller ID on my phone as me, as my name and my phone number. Weirdest call I've ever gotten. I answered and there was nothing there. It was strange, but sometimes things just happen. Sometimes phones mess up or whatever. I Mm -hmm. spent most of today just trying to gather as much information as I could for nine hours. And probably at least like six out of those hours, I was just looking up stuff and watching documentaries and listening to podcasts and reading stories and reading books and, you know, just trying to cram as much of this information in my brain as I could. And by the time I got home, 
I had a horrible headache. (laughs) And I listened to a podcast on the way home. And so just like, if you did this every day, I can totally see where you could go crazy. Because just like doing this for this podcast... I'm like, wow, I could not, like, I could not be a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I would literally much. go crazy. And we yeah. talk about people being, you know, like, stay stitious or whatever, but these people are legitimately superstitious. I mean, they're they're extremely stitious, right? So they just, I mean, Mary Robertson, she had consistently been playing with Ouija boards mm-hmm. and always looking for aliens. She was looking for something to come. And that makes you very anxious, makes you very nervous, especially when you're sitting in an apartment by yourself all day. Or in your mom's attic, or right, wherever. exactly, in your mom's attic, or in your friend's mom's attic after he's been taken to Antarctica, and you got to write a book about it. Or like uh, I mean, the story that I told you guys earlier when I got home and I was parked next to a car with blacked out windows, and I yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my god, so I like backed out and parked in a different spot, just in case, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, I mean, there's all types of things. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. I watch these murder mystery documentaries, and you always see the parents, and they're like, something just didn't feel right that night. No, something doesn't feel right every night. That night, <laughs> something happened. Every night you're worried about your child and you feel like something could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But when it does, you remember that specific moment because it's so important. And I think that happens a lot here. They just they focus, 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 focus until something could have happened. Yeah. And that's the moment they remember. But Well, it's like with our Riverdale thing. I mean, I feel like we're all too skeptic for anything to have happened with the Riverdale Road. <laughs> but if yeah, but if we weren't, then we might have seen we might have actually seen a shape or something. I mean, yeah, if we trees. were really like trying to find something, we'd have been like, oh my god, that branch. That, I mean, branch, that wasn't girl. a branch. There was even a moment in the Riverdale thing, like I was looking at one of the video things and I was showing Allie, and I, I knew it was probably something that was explainable, but like this ball of light goes by and then it just kind of sparks out. And I was like, that's really weird video footage. And then I'm like looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. She's like, is there a bridge? And I didn't think the bridge was as nearby as it was. We go look at the next footage. The bridge was right next to us. Mm. So it was very it's obviously just a car that. going over a bridge. Right. So. But it would have been, if you're a conspiracy theorist and you want to go down that rabbit hole, you could very, very easily go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, by, exactly. Even just by naming that file that, replaying it, replaying it, you're going to forget what video was after it. And at that point, <laughs> you're not going to remember why that ball of light's there. And then it just becomes this mysterious ball of light. And it literally looks like it sparks out like electricity. Mm-hmm. But it's just because of the way it goes behind the trees. It's just yeah. the headlight going behind trees. Um, there, You can find this kind of stuff if you want to. Now, with the men in black, however, we're going to go into kind of like you know what we think they are or what they could be, what we've read about it. So much. And the truth is, though, in some of these situations, I believe wholeheartedly that they absolutely could be real in some circumstances. Yeah. We, we talked in part one of government agents would come to your house in the 50s. Be like, are you a commie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's, like, that's... That's totally they, fair. They, they, do, they do that all the time already for just, like, actual offenses or... Just for being a weirdo in general, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like associating that with UFO stuff is like, you know, easy. It's easy to get from point A to point B. Yeah. With that. I mean, so one of the big ones here, too, that we kind of wanted to go into. I mean, or do you guys have like any specific theories that you found that they could be? Supernatural Do you want to just list them so we can... No, not just list them. Like, go Because I have a lot. Uh, No, I think I even told my theory on what men in black were like on one of the earlier episodes uh when we were talking about because we're because obviously we bring them up a lot because they keep showing up yeah. they're like the candies. and they will keep showing yeah. up. yeah and it's just uh yeah like i think like if they do exist like i think they do in the sense of yeah government 
the government sends out people to you know actually spy on people. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, talking I'm talking about like people they think might actually be terrorists or people they might think might actually do something. You know, or J Edgar Hoover sending real FBI and CIA agents to people who had supposed UFO information. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see it. They didn't ask to like burn it. They didn't tell him to stop. They didn't or, say stop looking into this. They just said, why are you looking into it? And what ev- evidence do you have? Yeah. Or, or Nixon, like, you know, doing his stuff, spying on people. So it's like... Right, yeah. It's, it's just a thing they do already anyway. Wait, Nixon spied on people? Yeah, what? well, he did, like... It wasn't so much spying on people as much as planning evidence so that he could spy on people. What? Nixon. Nick, can you believe it? I can't. He's such an American hero. He was an American hero. Man, that Man. is... I'm gonna have to look He's that up. Is there, like a, is there, like, a news article about it? Maybe. Okay, I'll try and find one. <laughs> oh, he wasn't up to... Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think that Nixon would be up to so much espionage. Yeah, it's just like you're opening up like the floodgates of my mind. Like so much water out of this gate. Let me tell you. Yeah. Crazy. Oh Next you're going to call him a crook. Oh, man. <laughs> He's no crook. <laughs> He's no crook. He's no crook. Something, something, something. Deep throat. That's Bill Clinton. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Can we not talk about Nixon every episode? We really t- we, it wasn't every episode, oh, was it? Yeah. Wait, it's been every episode, oh, really? Charleston yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two. He's nice. our mascot. Uh, uh, Nixon's I, our mascot now. Can I start this um, whole section of what they might be by just kind of listing the worst ones? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. By yeah. listing the most There's ridiculous ones. Uh-huh. Um. One of my favorites is vampires, <laughs> um, because of a couple stories are that they seem like they have to be invited in, like vampires. <laughs> Cameron took off his glasses for that one. As we both already have our glasses off, but 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 uh, specifically at that one, he's yes. giving he's giving out. No, really, look. like <laughs> so I heard it in the on the podcast that I listened to, and um, in this book by uh, Nick Redfern. Uh, there's a theory that they might be vampires oh or some similar The man theory. with the gray glove put the hand up to his face and got red on it. He had just sucked the blood. He needed a ballpoint oh, thought- pen to write down what had happened. So he cackles while he yes. writes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the classic... <laughs> so it was a vampire like, huh, huh, wee, huh, bleh, bleh, bleh. It was that kind of cackle. Yeah. But we didn't know because yeah. we couldn't hear it. It was an article. That's one of my favorite ones. Just because I heard a couple of them where they were like, you know, they came to my door and they seemed more concerned with getting into my house. But it seemed more like they had to be invited in like vampires. Yeah, and they're pale. You know? and... and this kind of loops into the, the black eyed children thing, you know? Black eyed children. Because we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, how oh, they, very they much seem like they the have black-eyed to be. Yeah. And we definitely talked about the men in black with the black eyed children earlier. Oh, well, yeah. And that's um, one thing we didn't bring up here because we'd already brought it up. But just as a refresher, or if you haven't listened to our first episode, uh, the men in black are often thought to basically be like the leash holders for the black eyed children. I like to imagine them as the teeny tiny men in black, the kids in black. <laughs> well, it's like they're they're often thought, they're or they're seen corralling like these kids yeah. oftentimes. You good? So. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's one of my favorite ones. Um, also, tricksters. You know, like a trickster demon. Just because, I don't know. It doesn't really seem that plausible to me. Um, time travelers. That's a good one, too. Well, that's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they seem like they come... Like we mentioned earlier, that 
they like seem to use old slang that nobody uses anymore and they're like unaware of our culture now. And so I've seen theories where they're like time travelers from the past or from the future. Just kind of depends on what you think. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there, and I mean, again, that goes into like the interdimensional thing. They're often thought to kind of influence history around the world. One theory I heard a long time ago, not so much doing my research this time, but I was watching some documentary years ago. And they briefly brought up the Men in Black. One of the things they brought up is that the Men in Black are thought to possibly be people from the future or aliens or whatever that are influencing history now because we there were so many mistakes made in like a different timeline, basically. And they can't have the future like fall apart like it did. So now they're influencing things to keep things from falling apart. Hmm. Uh, that yeah. is one of the theories as well. I also saw one that just claims that they're demons. Demons. You know, actual spawns of Satan or whatever. Wow. And Much like Nessie. I want to throw in a brief story really quick. Um, I read something about how, I guess, this guy, I don't remember what his name was. He was approached by a man in black who said his name was Lieutenant Applegate. And apparently Applegate means the devil in some literature. Don't know what literature that is. The story was very vague as to what literature says Applegate means the devil. Um, But yeah, I guess that kind of lumped into the theory that he, uh, that the men in black are demons. So Applegate, that's weird. Yeah, I didn't really look into it. Apple, apple, like let me me Google it real quick. Like the like Adam and Eve apple gate because of the gates on the fucking. uh... The Applegate one was one of my favorite stories. Uh, It was about uh, an encounter a man had while investigating the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. That's one I actually want to do like a small story on at some point in time. Uh, it's kind of an interesting tale where a guy was running around in black clothing and at one point spotted a baseball cap, which is the only instance I found of a man in black in a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just gassing women with this paralyzing toxin. And then he was either like assaulting them, some of the cases said, or he was just stealing things. Or in some cases he was just staring. One of the creepiest stories I found said that he gassed someone. He was just lurking over them, just staring, which is really weird. Uh, we've talked, though, in our last episode about the government experiments that have happened. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be so surprised. So you know how we keep talking about Nixon? Uh-huh. Yeah. And Urban Dictionary is not real. No, 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 but this is just really funny. Watergate. Uh-huh. Now imagine what Applegate means to the Christian religion. Uh-huh. Are you talking about the Garden of Eden? Yes, the apple. So it, it, is, the, it is the apple and the... Yeah. That's just what Urban Dictionary says. Oh, it, you get it because like the apple yeah, ab- caused the problem. So yeah, because it's like it's like it's like Deflate Gate with like the Patriots. and yeah. stuff. they just put gate over stuff. So much corruption had entered into the church that when it was found out, they labeled it Applegate. <laughs> and that's, except for the fact that you know geologically it was a fig. Link, that's not the, important though. That's linked to the devil. Fig Gate. That just I'm sorry that was hilarious. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so that so those are a lot of different things that they, they could be. Oftentimes they're thought to be aliens uh, working with the government, or they're thought to be government agents that are working with aliens, or they're thought to be government agents that are holding children on leashes like the black-eyed yeah. children. Or, just, or, like, or enemies in the first XCOM game. Just any variation, really, of government agents or aliens or both. Now, as an important ending here, one of the things we've not really talked about yet, and we could get into in a later episode at some point, because there's a lot more information on this. Uh, I want to go into one of the stories that really talks about how this is real in a lot of cases, though. 
We've talked about the FBI meeting people at their homes, talking to them. Uh, now, this is a story of essentially intimidation, though, which is what the Men in Black are all about. There's a documentary. I highly recommend it. It is not fast-paced, so don't expect that. Uh, but it is called The Mirage Men, and there's interesting information in it, regardless. And it's an interesting circle of a story. Uh, there's a man named Richard Doty. He worked... My, my my notes say he worked as the Air Force as a liar, uh, but... Yeah, my notes say the same thing. My notes say he's a professional liar. He is Basically. a professional liar. I mean, yeah. that's all he is. Uh, he, however, he was... Legitimately, he was in counterintelligence, right? He was in counterintelligence for the Air Force. Uh, what Where this all started, the story with Richard Doty, at least, and kind of misinformation uh, propagated by the Air Force and by the government in general, uh, started in New Mexico in uh like the 70s or early 80s or it something was, like that it was the late 80s uh late 80s was later uh it was like for that was like a whole move on thing uh but a man named paul benowitz who was fascinated with ufos and all these different things he had thought he received a transmission okay he had received as basically what i read was random bleeps and bloops and he lived across the street basically from the air force base right, right. Yeah. from one of the new mexico air force bases and essentially what the story boils down to is he had stumbled upon secret tech that was being developed by the us and not only had he stumbled onto audio of them talking about it he had stumbled onto secret messages that they had been sending he had pictures of tech they were developing at the time, which now we know as drones. Drones did not exist then. They were not big things. They were not known yeah. by the public at all. It was very much being tested by the military in secret. Yeah. So, basically, basically what happened is he accidentally caught um, like transmissions of the Air Force base and people in the military talking. Like He right. just kind of picked it up. And, and they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this causes problems. So what they need to do is they need to cover it up. So how do they cover it up? They send Richard Doty in. Uh, people like him are sent in all the time, apparently. Uh, his whole job is that he plants false evidence. He doesn't actually always know the type of stuff he's going to be giving to them. They also keep that a secret from him until the moment he's giving it to them. Yeah. Uh, so he would give them, essentially, as he put it, about 80% inform information that was false and 20% of the information that was true. Well, this this guy, what was his name again? Richard Doty. No, the other guy. Oh, Paul Benowitz. Benowitz. Um, he thought that these transmissions were aliens, specifically. Mm -hmm. Like, he right. really believed he, that he picked up alien transmissions, and he was seeing, like, weird lights or whatever, which are probably the drones and the other stuff that they're right. testing out there. Mm -hmm. And so he thought he was finally catching aliens. So he tells them about it. Yeah, he tells them about and he's it. He's like, "Hey guys, did you realize that there's aliens over like over your base?" Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's picking up our transmissions." Yeah, so they send in Richard Doty <laughs> to go talk to him directly, and Doty says, "Listen, you did capture aliens." And he makes it all real. And he makes it all real, and like he said, about twenty percent of the information he gave him was true about the technology they were developing, and eighty percent with all the aliens and how they had found it and how they had done all this stuff. Completely false. They would do. He, they would do some next level gaslighting. Like one time, they took uh, Doty took. What was the guy's name again? Peter. Uh, Paul Benowitz. Paul. I don't know what I was thinking. They Peter took Paul. Peter, they <laughs> took Paul into this helicopter, uh, and took him above the base. And they 
The, like, the people there just put random pieces of metal, like, random shit just all over like the props. area. Like, props. Like, and actual props. And Dodie kept telling him, like, dude, that's a that's a spaceship. <laughs> and if you want to know... They're like, oh my god! They were taking pictures of, he was taking pictures of it, thinking they were UFO stuff. And if you want to know, like, how bad the government was fumbling in this time, Benowitz had captured footage already of drones, right? With So, ships with no pilots, essentially, which would look weird if you're uh-huh. taking pictures back then. You don't know about that. Uh... And then they they sent in Dodie. He gave him the story. Dodie left. They thought they were done. Then they find out that he gets more photos, and this time it's of a secret training camp. And that's why they fly him over in a helicopter. And the funny thing for Dodie was they didn't tell Dodie what they were going to be showing Benowitz, but they flew both of them in the helicopter. Yeah, that's true. So even Dodie was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And then, but then they explained to him later, like, no, it's just a prop, dude. It's just a right. prank, bro. Yeah. They 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 told him like all about it because because he said originally like, he lo- he was looking at it, he said if I hadn't been in on it I might have believed it too mm-hmm. because they had made it real and you look at the photos that Benowitz took you can't tell anything's going no, on no it's like weird little blobs yeah, yeah. out they, in the distance genius <laughs> the height they took him to <laughs> the, yeah the, the, this is a part of the documentary it's my favorite part where he like uh, Paul like circled like this is what this is oh, the, yeah. this is the uh, this is this where is the, the, the ship crashed and like it's just a random rock and he just circled it he sent it to like a, a friend of his the guy was like oh god bless him but i just didn't see nothing <laughs> well and the funny i didn't thing, see anything it was just a bunch of nothing and the funny thing too is uh, another government correspondent he said that there had been an actual crash there but it had been a long time before so while benowitz was correct he was seeing something there was nothing not enough there to actually no. know what's going on so he was like this poor guy yeah and this poor guy i mean for real Benowitz was just getting he wrecked got by the government. Up. The government, I mean, literally sent in their own, essentially men in black. This guy was not dressed like that, but this is what he was doing. The whole idea of disinformation, the whole idea of we need you to stop looking at this, so we're going to lead you towards this path, right? Yeah, because like having, have because like what would be preferable if you have like a secret project going on? Do you want him? Do you want this guy who's looking in, like getting all these photos of your secret project? Right. And believing it's a real secret government military project in the middle of the Cold War? Or do you want him to believe that it's just aliens? Well, it makes him seem less credible, too. And he's like, oh, yeah. my God, I caught aliens. Well, so that was the like, point. That's yeah. the whole safety net around it is, like, make him sound crazy so nobody believes him. That was mm-hmm. literally Dodie's job was to make him sound insane. <laughs> Rather which... than just, like, literally tell him, hey, you kind of caught us talking at the Air Force Base. You need to not talk about it. You know, rather than risk that, just tell him it's aliens. It's and aliens, then nobody dude. will believe him. Yeah. Well, and, and, he, and he's gullible and, and like, he's gullible enough to believe it. Exactly. So. Here's the freaky part to me about this. And this is where I really see the men in black ideal in this is at one point, Dodie says they get a phone call from Benowitz's son who is saying, <laughs> you need to pull your guys out from across the street because they are making my dad really nervous. He's starting to go crazy. This is not right what you're doing to him. And Dodie says... I had no idea that we had anyone there. And then he's like, so then I look into it and we don't have anyone there. And he's like, so I have no idea what's going on. So I tell them, I don't know what's going on. It turns out the NSA had not only tapped his home, they had literally replaced his entire computer. They had replaced Paul Benowitz's computer with one of their own so they could monitor everything and send him fake alien messages. So the NSA were running a secret op that even uh, the Air Force didn't know about for this whole thing, where they were. Oh, it seems like Benowitz. it seems like they were not telling Dodie everything. Like, even though no, they, they did, weren't, even though they did tell him about they were pro- like for example the props thing. Even though they did right. end up telling him later, 
Yeah. And it feels like that would be something you should probably tell him beforehand. Maybe. Yeah, and we'll yeah. go into that in a minute because... Maybe he's a, a bad actor. Right. <laughs> maybe he's a bad liar and they're afraid that if they told him his props, it might slip or something. Just seem authentic. Know. Well, yeah. in Dodie, we see kind of later, he'll get played the same way that he was playing other people. In fact, he might have been being played the entire time. And that was kind of a big part of that. But uh, he eventually drove Paul into a psych ward. Uh, the family had to put him in there because he was losing his mind because he thought all these alien things were real. He was being told by the government these alien things were real. And then he said at one point that he was waking up at night because aliens were injecting him with something that was making him get up and just kind of drive his car around aimlessly at night. The creepy part about that is they found legitimate marks in his arms mm. where he had been injected with something. Whether he was doing it himself or whether we go back into like the CIA testing people, that is something that we've known to happen before. And since the NSA was also doing things... Who knows what was going on to this poor man? Conspiracy. Exactly. Uh, but eventually, years later, Dodie did tell Paul. He said, hey, we were just testing this. Look, you caught footage of a drone. All this. When he was finally able to release the information, he did. And he told Paul of this. And Paul said, don't worry, Richard. You don't have to lie to me. I know it was aliens. He really <laughs> just was ingrained yeah. in it. They just like, like the day totally messed him up, but that's like kind of the real story of the, of the Men in Black. It is. Mm-hmm. Like they really did send apparently government agents to tell alien stories for so. disinformation. <laughs> it's not. It's a different type of thing, though. It's not the intimidating Men in Black that show up, but it is real life. I mean, it is people showing up, making you sound insane. When something's actually going on, but you have no evidence of it, nothing real, and just like discrediting you to everybody, including your own family, and driving you into an insane asylum. And it's that's the real men in black. Though that's really what the government has done to people. Uh, now, just to wrap this up, uh, this last part, Dodie, as I wrote my note, Dodie gets Dodied. Uh, he, yeah, he gets he gets super Dodied <laughs> at yeah. the at the end of his career after he retires. He is invited by the Air Force to go back uh, and see some new confidential information. He's like, all right, yeah. So, so they goes. like literally tell him, aliens are real this whole time. And like, here's but, some footage. And like, we're going to show you all the real stuff that you missed but out But see, on. that would be too simple. The important thing about how they do this is they do it the same way <laughs> that he did to Paul. Well, yes. They show him 80% of information that's fake, 20% that's real. They start with new technology that they're actually developing they show him those videos and then they go into the alien stuff. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, the whole way this ends was uh, that he says, well, now I know that there's aliens and now I know that they're real because the government told him all this stuff. <laughs> and he tells the guy who showed him all these videos, he tells the officer, he says, well, now what do you expect me to do? I've got to tell people. And the guy goes, well, you got to do what you got to do. And he literally, and it, the documentary ends with Dodie truly believing that aliens are real because the government showed him videos of aliens, and it's just ironic. And that's ironic. literally what he did to other people. The man who was basically the real life Men in Black gets Men in Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we were talking about this earlier. It's the fact that the guy was like, "Oh yeah, well you gotta do what you gotta do, whatever." Yeah. After, be, like, after being so shown, nonchalant. like that's exactly that is exactly what Dodie was doing was because yeah. like if it was actually secret, it was actually thing they would actually they would threaten them. They would right. Tell them, you can't tell people about these actually 
these actual things we're working on. But the you know? point yeah. is they want him to tell people because yeah. it makes you sound crazy. It makes you sound right. crazy. And now he's discredited. So now his story, I found quite a few things where people are like, I don't think he was ever a part of the military. He was. There's proof of it. There's mm-hmm. evidence. There's other government officials that met him uh, that were told actually not to interact with him because he was a known liar. and like He would go overboard with what things. What goes around comes around. But that's a very quick overview of the Mirage Men. So that is something to go over <laughs> later in a more detailed fashion. But we wanted to end it with that because it shows that, again, in all of these lies, there is some truth. And that is part of the truth. And it makes me question like some of these 40s encounters. Were there people doing that to the people that were seeing UFOs or whatever? Were they coming in and saying, sure, you were. Well, I mean, UFOs were like a new phenomenon. So it wasn't really like discredited or credited. Well, UFOs aren't really a new phenomenon. They've been seen since like, I mean, since like eight. I know, but it was like a craze. I mean, since like BC. It was like a craze in the 40s. Like, is this like really a thing? Is this the Russians flying over America? Who knows? Might as well investigate it. Yeah. But yeah, that is everything we have for now, at least, on the MIBs. And I feel like uh, it's not even close to all no, of No, because we just scratched up. the oh, yeah. surface, honestly. There are, we only really went through like the 80s and we did a couple of modern stories. I feel like there's there, a big old hole in the 90s. There are so many more stories. MIBs went around the 90s. Nirvana scared them off. I think, honestly, maybe the feature just films the might have scared them <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Will Smith. But there's so much more to them. There really is. And like we were talking earlier, we might do a follow-up episode at some point. Let us know if that's something you want to see, too. Let us know if you've heard of any other weird encounters please, with MIBs. Please. Email us any stories you've heard. I want to read them. We want to read them. We will at talk about them on the show. what at gmail.com. If we get enough like stories, like weird stories from like all these different episodes that we've done, uh, we, I mean, I would love to do like a full on like listener story segment where we talk about the stories that people send in of things they've heard about of family members they know that have encountered things like this. We'd totally love to do that. So let us know. Uh, again, if you listened to our last episode, don't forget to go play Riverdale Road Bingo if you live in Colorado. Yes, please. Definitely <laughs> would recommend that. And if you find out what those stupid factory towers are, please, for the love of God, let us know. Let us know. Tell us about the towers. <laughs> what you can't see is he pulled his beanie over his face entirely. It just looks creepy. Yeah, no, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a, a fedora and I'm like a superhero character. Yeah. Hold on. He's working on that. Just don't show any any skin. Don't worry, we're not showing anything because it's audio. Yeah, see? See? It's the green man. Green. It's, it's like gray. But gray man. It's me, the gray man. Wait, bark real quick. Bark, bark, woof, woof. Oh, look, it's gray barker. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, gray barker. That's I'm here to tell you. That's a pretty solid setup. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that. Uh, what's, what's our social media? It's just the name of the podcast. Yeah. Conspiracy what? At? It's at Conspiracy what? Oh. <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> okay, so we're at Conspiracy what on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, feel free to follow us individually as well. I'm on Instagram, which is the main one I use, that Cameron guy 22 If you want to see a rant on Twitter about me watching the first episode of Witcher, you can go ahead and go look at that. Uh, no at one cares, the Cameron. Cameron guy. No, no one does. I wouldn't recommend it. You can also find us on Spotify and yeah. iTunes and Stitcher and uh, uh, Podbean and, oh my God, a whole bunch. 
Everything. Everything you can listen to podcasts on, we're on it. And, so find and it. Thank you again so much to the person that rated our show on iTunes. And anybody else that may have by the time this episode is posted. Right. And if anyone else is going to, just please do. Yes, rate us. It's very easy and it helps us out a lot. Do the old mid-2000s thing. Like, share, and subscribe, man. Like, share, comment, That's not subscribe. That's mid-2000s. It's now. That started in Like, share, and subscribe 2020. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. That was our two-parter. Thank you. Watch out for Mibs. Get them Mibbies. Stay stitches. <laughs> <laughs>